From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, we welcome you today. This is Dr. Shelton Smith, and this is Making a Difference. We look forward to having you join us here on our broadcast five days a week on this station at this time. And I thank you for being along with us today. We have a family of friends who join us every single day. Others of you, I know, catch us when you can. And some of you may be brand new. And we welcome you, whoever that you are. And we thank you for joining us on this day. Let me remind you that you can check us out at the SWORD website at swordofthelord.com. Do get on the website. You'll find things there that will be of interest. And as well, you'll get acquainted with us. And I want to remind you that our SWORD of the Lord men's conference will be right Right here in Murfreesboro at the Sword of the Lord Auditorium, November 12 and 13. The information about that is also on the website, so check it out today, and we'd love to have you come and be a part of that. We've been doing a series of messages here on the broadcast about who we are and what we do. Now, when I say we, I'm talking about all of us who are Christians, all of us that are born again, We know that we're saved, we've trusted the Lord, we have a Savior, and consequently we begin to think about what it means then, because we are saved, we are Christians, what does it mean that we have that status or that position? So I entitled the series, Who We Are and What We Do. And I've already given you a variety of things. We are kings and priests, ambassadors and witnesses, and holy nation of peculiar people, servants and stewards and salt. Now today we come to look at the subject of light. Jesus said that we are the light of the world. And so we're going to look at what that means. And let me just begin right where Jesus said that. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, he said, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So here we learn, just as we did yesterday, verse 13 said, We are the salt of the earth. Well, today, very next verse says, You also are the light of the world. Now, let me back up here just a little bit because there are some other passages that bring some light to this. The fact is, Jesus is the light of the world. John chapter 8 and verse number 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. In our world, so blinded, our world, so beset, by all kinds of difficult things. Our world so baffled by atheism and humanism and hedonism and Marxism and socialism, all kinds of isms. Nonetheless, in that world where all kinds of things are going wrong and where darkness is absolutely running rampant, Jesus is the light. And dear friends, when everything else fails, Jesus brings light to the equation. I mean, when intellectualism fails, Jesus brings light. When science fails, Jesus brings light. When governments fail, Jesus brings light. When society fails, Jesus brings light. 
When religions fail, Jesus brings light. When prosperity fails, Jesus brings light. When your friends fail, Jesus brings light. I mean, the list could go on and on and on. All kinds of human things, all kinds of things in our world fail. They drop us. They leave us in desperate straits. But Jesus is the light. He puts light on our path. He is in heaven now. So what's the plan now? Well, John chapter 9, Jesus went on to say, As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Well, he is in heaven today, and that's where you and I come in. That's why he says in this Matthew 5 passage, You are the light of the world now. That means that he has trusted us to transfer that light, to reflect that light, and to give out that light to the world. We have the privilege of being his light in a darkened world world. You remember in Genesis that God made two great lights. He made the sun and he made the moon to provide light for the earth. Even though Jesus is in heaven, he is still the light of the world. He's the source of light. You and I merely reflect his light. We do not have any light of our own. That's our own source of light. But we reflect his light. And just like the sun that shines in the daytime later provides light that the moon reflects to us at night. So you and I have the privilege of reflecting our source. We reflect the Lord Jesus. That's the reason why I sometimes say you and I are nothing more than moonshine. I'm just kind of having a little fun with that. But I want you to know that indeed we are like the moon in that we only reflect light. But we have light to give because Jesus has provided that for us. Do you know he is counting on us to reflect his light and do so in this world that has turned so much to darkness. But in spite of the darkness, you and I need to be vigilant in our transmission of the light. The Bible says in Romans chapter 13 and verse 12, the night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. You and I need to shed every vestige of darkness. There should be nothing that smacks of the darkness that relates to us. I'm talking about our countenance. I'm talking about our character, our conduct. Everything about us needs to reflect the light and not be some kind of a representation of the darkness. Jesus said, the time is at hand. The time is wasting away quickly, and therefore we need to be busily engaged in the business of darkness. Our assignment, well, the Bible lays it out pretty clearly. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 8, the Bible says, For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Yes, indeed, we were in the darkness at one point. We were lost without a Savior, headed down a road bent for hell, but at the same time, we came to Christ. We came to the Savior. He saved us and changed our direction, slammed the door of hell so that we could not enter there, and opened wide the gate of heaven so that we could get in. So we are now children of light. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 15 reflects some of that same thought when it says that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom ye shine as lights in the world. So our society, 
may be as crooked as it can be. It may be as perverse and perverted as it can be. And it is getting more and more that way with every passing day. But you and I do not have to be a part of that. We instead are to be light and not simply participating in the darkness. We also note from the Bible that every single day that we live and breathe, we have a responsibility to get the message out. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 9 that I have referenced several times in this series, I repeat again here and look especially at the last part of the verse. He says, "...you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people." And here's what I want you to catch now that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So we are not to be living in the darkness. We're not to be lingering back in the darkness, lounging there. We're not to be loafing with the world in its darkness. But instead, we have been called out to sound out the praises of him who called us out of darkness and gave us the light. There is a tremendous urgency about all of this. Jesus himself said in John chapter 9 and verse 4, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. And we need to really know the urgency of this whole matter. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 5 and 6 says, You are all the children of light and the children of the day. We're not of the night nor of the darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. Can you see just passage after passage here in the Bible lays out so very clearly what our duty is, what our responsibility is. It tells us something about who we are and what we're supposed to be. I want to show you one of the Proverbs, too, in this regard. Chapter 4 of the Proverbs, verse 18 says, But the path of the just, and that's just talking about the person who's right with God, the just, the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. So what happens here is this. Our shining, our being the light, makes a difference, and it moves everything away from imperfection. It moves everything toward a perfect day. It moves everything toward what it ought to be and what the Lord would have it to be. And listen, you and I do make a difference when we let our light shine. And that's why this passage that we started with in Matthew chapter 5 says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So, dear friends, this business of being light is a tremendous thing that we have the opportunity to do. You see, light is necessary for life. We could not live on this planet if it was all darkness, if it was absolutely devoid of light. Light is an essential element to life. And when you and I get the light of the Lord, it's possible then for us to find out about eternal life. Otherwise, we're not going to get that. The Bible says there's no salvation in any other other than the Lord Jesus. Acts chapter 4 and verse 12. Light also makes walking, it makes living easier and safer. You know, if you go out walking in the dark, I mean, where the light is just pretty much not there, you're going to stumble, you're going to step into holes, you're going to find yourself probably flat of your face somewhere simply because you don't have light. Every once in a while, you may get up in the middle of the night, try to make your way through the house without turning a light on. It's no wonder that you've got skinned shins because you forget where some of the furniture is. And I'm just telling you folks, light makes your walking about in this world a totally 
easier situation and a much safer one for you. You are much better off, in other words, in the light than you are in the dark. A third thing that I point out here, light also enables our vision. If you're left to watch something, you're left to be looking after something, protecting something, and if there's no light, I mean, all kinds of things can happen. People could steal you blind and you not even know it because you do not have light burning on the subject. Light does enable our vision. It helps us to see where we need to go, how we ought to walk. Light also discourages the bad guys. John chapter 3 says, men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. And whenever they are able to make their way around in the darkness, yes, all kinds of evil things happen. But when the light comes on, that changes the equation because light always overwhelms the darkness. It always dispels the darkness. Does it make a difference, the fact that we are shining our light? Yes, it does, because the darkness cannot stand up to the light. The light is powerful. I like that little children's song that says, This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. It goes on to say, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine all the time. Just let it shine. You and I can do that because the Lord's entrusted us with the privilege. He gives us the light to shine, and we reflect His light. And when we do, it makes a difference in our world. Folks, this is a part of who we are, and this is a part of what we do. We are light. And as we shine for the Lord, we are indeed making a difference. Well, tomorrow, I've got a couple of more terms I'm going to give you this week. And I think all of these together help us to see and understand how important it is that we do function as a Christian and do the business and the bidding of the Lord that he would have us to do. It's a joy to be with you every day right here on this station at this time. And I hope you'll join me as often as you possibly can. I'd love to hear from you as well. So don't hesitate to write me a note. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. And until tomorrow, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day, and goodbye for now.